beats, the flow, the rhythm, all movements start from the streets, Street saying our podcast. Man, it is a beautiful day outside. Mm-hmm. I can tell because Johnny got energy. Man, listen, <laughs> well, man, you know, I got some sleep. I've been getting some sleep, you know. I got some rest on Friday. I was hoping he was going to hit us with the ATL line. I got the got some, got some cutting line. No, <laughs> shit, nah, man. Listen, man, shit, my sex life is something we is not about. That motherfucker non-existent. The same way they looking for the Loch Ness is the same way I'm looking for my sex life. Yeah. That motherfucker is not to be seen. So Johnny keep calling me E. Samuels, and I'm yeah. only going to go to E. Samuels if he's willing to also... You don't have to host it, but you got to be willing to talk a little bit about your experience. I won't be out there by myself. Man, I, just, you got all the experiences. Listen, I don't. Now, first of all, clear this message. Hi, hi boo, my wife. <laughs> hey, y'all. Uh, I, I like. I love all y'all. Well, I love some of y'all. I like most of y'all. That part. I don't think it screw anybody. <laughs> I don't think so. Mm-mm. I don't think so. I don't got nobody I'm like that with. Even the one that stopped talking to me. Uh-huh. I know if I seen her, I'd be like, I couldn't be mad. I told you this when we had the Michael B. Jordan. I can't. I don't. I don't. I can't hold that. Mm. I, I just cannot. So it's all good, man. Man. Back uh, to the other streets, man. Welcome to Street Saying Our Podcast, man. man. It's your host, Giddy Jicky with it. It's your other host, Johnny No Good. And we feeling good, as you can tell. Yeah. Uh, shout out to the young God in the back making it happen for us, man. Mm-hmm. We Y'all shoot a prayer up for us, man. We we trying to get this thing right in 2023. Man. Somebody been in the devil been trying to keep us down. Watch out, watch out. But God, <laughs> hey, we need the personal prayer package from Pastor the Kearney. Personal prayer package. If Pastor Kearney, can you please call in so we can get us some our personal, personal prayer, prayer package? You know, <laughs> them peas be popping when he said that personal prayer package. Because <laughs> God said, Man. the fact that some people watching this have no clue what, <laughs> what we, we talking about. <laughs> Shout out to J Cole for putting that on the on the end of it. <laughs> Otherwise, we really wouldn't know. Oh man. Man. But man, it's been a good, good start to the year, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, a whole lot going on. The city, you know, we out here in Omaha, Nebraska, in the middle of the map. Mm-hmm. And as the spring and summer comes, there's a lot of stuff starting to pop up on the calendar, man. Man, um, this will not be the place where people begrudgingly come to and are like, "Oh, ain't nothing to do in Omaha." There's gonna be a whole lot mm-hmm. to do. And I almost feel like, I think because this is like the first real year, I want to say, quote unquote, free of COVID. Yeah. Quote unquote. Yeah. You know, it's still out here, but it's like, this is the year, like, it feels like everybody's open. Everybody's kind of like, you know what? I done did what I had to do or decided to do. We out. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it really feels like that to where we're getting a lot of, seeing a lot of shows pop up on the radar mm-hmm. in and around the city. People doing, it looked like more events. People are trying to do events. People mm-hmm. are trying to find different ways to just go out that's not just the party or just the club. So it's good to see, man. It's a lot of energy. You can kind of feel like with the people, which is kind of crazy with all the things going on in the world. I think people kind of bracing themselves like, because, mm. you know, even when the Great Depression happened, the one thing 
that went through the through the roof was entertainment. The mm-hmm. movie industry boomed mm. because people needed an escape. Mm. So I don't know. And speakeasies and the speakeasies. So mm-hmm. escapism is real when in desperate times. So I don't know if we just getting that feeling. Nah, but, no, you hitting on it. Uh, you know? Gambling, the pennies was real big at that time. So mm-hmm. playing the pennies, um, you know, that was the birth of the lottery. You mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? And that, you know, the speakeasies, the jazz joints. So like, nah, definitely. And, and you know, um, the booze, you know. Yeah. So definitely um, we we reaching into a point where escapism is about to be real. Yeah. So while it's here, I guess we should enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that's mm-hmm. enjoy what you can because life is hard. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So let's enjoy what we, you know, as much as we can through this stuff. But um, one of the things that it kind of leads into what I wanted to get to today, bro, was um, when we talk about being out and we talk about all the things happening, it's like the difference between the mediums in the arts. Mm. So listening to, you know, us talking about music, like it's one thing to experience music and listen to it. Mm-hmm. But it is a completely different thing to be in the setting with an artist and experience mm. the artist and the music. Mm-hmm. And I kind of wanted to get in here and talk about, you know, what it means to really perform. Um how how we interpret a performance and even some of the tidbits of what we think some of the best performances we've seen that I've experienced in my in my life and mm. why they were great to me you know mm. what I'm saying um it, it's funny because I, I distinctly remember uh Earth gang talking probably 2022 in an interview and they mentioned it was like you know, it was like, oh, we getting ready to go on tour, you know, getting out of the pandemic. It was like, listen, it was cool because a lot of artists got to pop off. People got to be creative. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to getting your fans to hit in the road, it's a mm-hmm. different monster. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to know how to put on a show. It mm-hmm. is no longer you just sitting on a, with a microphone being able to record and re-record and try again. Mm-hmm. You have to go and give them something mm-hmm. if you want to keep them. Um and and I think it's important to take in. I think you hit on it. It's the performing arts. Mm-hmm. So it is a art form mm-hmm. in itself in to to perform. Even if you're performing music, mm-hmm. it's a performance. Mm-hmm. So I want to I want to talk about some almost I don't want to say do's and don'ts mm-hmm. in this too, but using the examples of of people that we've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, the, my biggest thing with listening to new artists, because you know I love new artists, mm-hmm. I love finding new talent. I think my biggest thing is when I see a new artist that first step on stage or pre-step on stage. How do you capture my attention? Mm. How do you capture my energy? Mm. And I've seen this done a number of ways, bro. But you have to have something that grabs the audience. That be like, hold on, who is this? Mm. And it can't be something as simple as you just walking out on stage and saying your name. That mm-hmm. does not, literally, it almost is a turnoff. Def, it's a, it's definitely a turnoff. And I think I'll let you get into what that looked like. But stage presence and commanding the stage and confidence with the mic go a long way. Um, I think that one of the hidden gems in life is just understanding that it's harder to convince a person one on one than it is to convince in a group setting. 
and that people naturally have a confirmation bias. So what people are doing around them are the things that they feel like other people know better than they know their own individual self. Mm. So in group environments and group settings, it is very, very easy to demand crowds to throw your hands up in the air, but you got to say it with conviction. And there's a certain level of comfortability that you have to get with, with demanding of power like that performing on stage and having control over the masses of people control or influence is interchangeable in the psychological um you know just in the psychological world but to have that much influence over what people do in a crowd or in crowded environments is a lot of responsibility man and it's something that people have to get comfortable with yeah and i think just you can tell if somebody's coming out either unsure or nervous Mm -hmm. instead of just coming out to present their their best. Um, I'll, I'll give an example. Um, one of the shows, and I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna just go between example and explaining. But I remember a show the first time I saw John Bellion. Mm. John Bellion, for people who don't know, especially in our culture, John Bellion is the wrote "Monster" by Rihanna. Mm. But he's also a performer. He raps. He kind of sings. It's like um, that new that new age pop sound that's a little different from mainstream. He mm. kind of is a king in that sound and the first time i saw them perform they did they basically did a one-by-one band member build the beat they just put the the general bass down boom. then the guitarist came out mm. and start going mm. then the drummer come out then the lead guitarist would come out then the the keyboards pianist would come out mm. then the backup singer come out and then john and it's by the time he gets there you're grooving because you're feeling every element be added to the show, be added, be added. Then boom, he come out like, and now they rocking. Hmm. But they got you because they started. It was a buildup, you know what I'm saying? Hmm. Uh, to 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 essentially to your peak, to your climax of that song. But that's the intro. It has to be something that makes you pay attention. Like what y'all doing? Like oh, oh y'all coming blunt. Oh, this they building up. So now you anticipating the lead. You mm-hmm. anticipating the main. Um, but that's a great, that was a great intro, bro. Like just, and I re- distinctly remember that because I haven't seen anybody intro like that, hmm. you know? Um, What's a, a old boy that we went to go see? Was that, a, that wasn't Duck, Duck, Duckworth. Duckworth. Yeah. His show, they kind of did like a slight introduction like that, a slight building, introducing mm-hmm. of each element, the band. Um, but it wasn't like that, like a slow, super mm-hmm. slow building kind of letting each individual element grow. But I appreciated that about his performance. Yeah, but for somebody like I know Duckworth, you didn't weren't particularly familiar with him. How did that did that capture your attention at least? Be like, oh, all right, what they finna Yeah, no, definitely. It kinda um, you know, it reminds me of like the forty eight laws of power. And there was a story about P. T. Barnum and how he had paid an individual to go around in the circle laying bricks. And after a while, other individuals just grew in watching this person lay bricks. And I think that that's kind of what it is, is a lot of times familiarity breeds contempt, but familiarity breeds a pattern that people can recognize. And then as that pattern is set, you can either then maintain that pattern, which is powerful, or you can choose to break that pattern, which is even more pattern, I mean, powerful because it's been established. Mm -hmm. So it definitely did a great job of introducing him as an artist. Mm -hmm. Um, I love the elements of, of his live music that was incorporated into the show and he did a great job of just they they had a great vibe you can tell that they've been playing for a while um there was a lot of trust on it so it it was a great experience yeah and getting into past the intro like the flow 
him understanding his set to the point of artists really need to understand that unless you got that type of wind, uh, you can't just do all your hype songs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're going to get tired. Mm-hmm. Adrenaline plus the actual force it takes to do a bunch of hype music in whatever genre you're doing. If it takes you, if you're hitting a bunch of high notes as a singer, that's going to strain your voice. Mm -hmm. Um, If you are high energy and you like to jump around, you can't just do back to back to back to back of those Mm -hmm. because you're going to get tired unless you are a triathlete. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you have live instrumentation, you have to think about your musicians and giving them a break as well, giving them a cool down Mm -hmm. in the middle of that some kind of way. So, um, those elements are important and it helps you to tell a story. Like the one thing I love, like using Duckworth as, as an example, he will bring you to a vibe. It was like a story, it was a journey in the music. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just, oh, here's my next song. And this song, even them playing and and interluding into each song and weaving it, you know, that's a that is a live art form that takes extreme practice. Mm-hmm. And that is one of the biggest differentiators between artists on the road. You can tell who tries to practice and who just has somebody pushing some buttons mm-hmm. and I hey, play my next track. Mm-hmm. And that goes into the showmanship. So unless you love the artist, that shit looks bad on you. Mm-hmm. Um, so even, it doesn't mean you have to have live instrumentation. You can do this with your DJs, but you need to have, even if you have a DJ you're not familiar with, giving them the set, them asking, saying you can do some cutting and scratching in here. You can do this. Mm-hmm. Think about your set in, in that format of how is this gonna be a show and an experience for the audience. That we part. already got your music. That part, and I think that that's something that you hit on that's very big. When I perform, I'm not trying to do the most. I'm trying to create the most experiences. So it's not about doing songs. It's not about performances. How can I create memorable moments? And I think that that's the key to a great performance is creating experiences. Yeah. Um, And those are done so many ways, bro. Like uh, the ability to be creative in a space, even if it's a confined space and confined time. Um, Set design can matter Mm -hmm. if you care. And sometimes set design is not the big grandiose stuff. Mm -hmm. Think about if you're an artist who makes mood music, what if you just brought your chair and a little table with a lamp? Because you make mood music and you understand that most people consume this type of music sitting in their living room, you bring the living room. Mm-hmm. It's going to shift the energy and put people in that space. Now they're having an experience with you which seems very authentic and real to how you feel and how they consume the music. Mm-hmm. Like it's thinking of it in that setting. Like it doesn't take much, but it just takes intentionality and mm-hmm. in what you're doing to where you, I'm just not here just to play my songs. This is, and, and I think the young, this young generation coming up is going to have to learn that lesson the hard way mm-hmm. because their whole existence has been just next song, next song, playlists, songs, no albums, just streaming singles. Like, no, this, it has to be a thread that's weaving this together. Mm-hmm. No different than your album. Mm-hmm. So take them on the journey. So, and I think people who make, uh, comprehensive and cohesive albums, it's easier for them to show because they're the production of the album is as if it's a performance or it's a the, theatrical uh, score. Mm-hmm. That's Kendrick is a king of making theatrical scores, mm-hmm. front to back. He can run a he can run a show, and you can feel how the show would look like and feel like in the music, and then he even pushes it on the stage. Mm-hmm. So. Um, 
that's my that's one of my biggest things with artists is take the time to understand the craft of performing. Take take an acting class. Mm. Take breathing classes. Mm. Take <laughs> enunciation classes. Mm. You have to if you're gonna hit that stage. Because uh whether people want to admit it or not, anybody can pop on a song. Anybody. You can get a little change off the song. The music is still in the arts. Mm-hmm. People want to see you, touch you, mm-hmm. experience you. Mm. If you don't give them nothing to experience, they ain't coming back. Mm. You will ruin your career mm. on the road. Mm. You can either make or mm. break your career on the road. Very true. With the fans, mm. with the other artists you're touring with, and with the venues. Mm. You can either make or break your career. Hmm. Yeah, no, that's very key. So definitely, I think it's, like you said, it's just about the environment, being microwave and us kind of missing that element of performing. Um, Being that it is a different generation with a different value system, we got things like, you know, AI coming up. And so like they're able to like replicate things that artists do. Is there a sense where craftsmanship has been taken out of artistry? Is there an aspect where mastery has been taken out of artistry? Um, as to why we don't value the process of craftsmanship and mastery. I think on the on the surface level, yes, uh, we go for what's easiest. You know, just like the actual microwave versus cooking, um, we go for what's easiest. But the things that last the longest, um, that individual touch, individuality, and creativity always are king. Mm-hmm. There's no way around it when it comes to the arts. So some people can take, again, we'll take the music. But we won't take the performance hmm. because there's there's we can tell when something's missing because it's now it's a a person to person exchange. Hmm. It's not through just the headphones anymore. It's not just the screen. So when it comes to exchanges, there has to be something heartfelt or an energy that's pushed to where we we're receiving what we came to get. Hmm. If it ain't there, we check out. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? We just experienced some shit like that where people checked out mm-hmm. because the exp- it wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't between, it wasn't nothing. There was no intimacy. Mm-hmm. And that's what these are. These are intimate moments. Mm-hmm. This is somebody pouring out their creativity, their artistry to you as you absorb it. And, and you can, a lot of times when artists are grateful, you can feel it. Mm-hmm. You can feel that they enjoy doing this. Mm. Even if they have stage fright mm. or have anxiety, they keep. you can feel them keep going because y'all are there. Mm. So if that's missing and everything has been cheap and your whole process has been shortened and you've gotten instant success without having to work and understand these things, you haven't had to work, do 12-minute sets on these, on these, on these tours you haven't been invited to a tour to know how it feels to travel, and now you got to actually take care of your body and your voice on the road. Mm. We can tell when you hit the stage. Mm. We can tell. Mm. Um, you got to earn your stripes in this, mm. or you won't have no jacket to have a stripe on. Nah, it gets I, gets out of it. I think that's a very big key of what you're talking about. Breath work. You talked mm. about learning to breathe, but exercise and being in shape, like you have to work out in order to perform. Like it's very evident, um, especially if you don't work out or if you haven't been on stage in a while, like performing at a high level of energy is very draining. Mm-hmm. Um, straining of the vocal cords is there. Mm-hmm. 
What's your recovery look like? Are you drinking, you know, uh, honey lemon tea and stuff like that to try to resoothe your voice to get that, you know? So it's, it's definitely different as we start to look into a professional mode. And it kind of, one thing this kind of remind me of is the miseducation of the Negro by Carter G. Woodson. Mm -hmm. And one of the things he talked about is like, because people are naturally gifted in the area, they fail to go get classical or technical training in that area. And I think about a lot of people, um, myself included, you know, who don't have technical training in areas that we have natural talents and gifts in. Mm -hmm. But then when you combine that, that training with that natural gift and talent, it can expose you to so much more. So I think it's definitely important that we continue to grow and develop our skills, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, I think for me on the performance, I think we kind of covered uh and then of course your book and how you finish a show mm. Th that's your last statement mm. finish it that that's typically the last thing they're going to remember and that's typically the thing they're going to say whether this is a good show or a bad show mm -hmm. um pay attention to those things I, I i don't even know how to stress how important it is um to of performing to gain in the crowd. I'm going to say one, I ain't, ain't going to mention the main artist, but I remember being here in Omaha and both performed. Mm. So Infinite Loop and Sky Re. And they were not the headliners. They mm. were on somebody else's on tour. They got them to perform. I shit you not. After the show ended and they were basically meet and greets, 70% of the people doing the meet and greets went to go talk to both. Mm-hmm. And not the main artist. Mm. I sat there and watched it mm. because they put on a show. They put on a performance. You know, Nate is working the sound, but he's into the show. He does his sound effect. He's doing his thing. Mm -hmm. He captures you. They're being funny. They're being mm -hmm. personal, personable. They're 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 grasping the audience. And I watched that versus the main artist artist who didn't necessarily do that. And I watched after the show. Everybody went to them, mm. the local talent. Mm. It's important. It don't matter if you the one that got them there, mm. you'll lose them. Yeah, and it's and, it, and I think what you're hitting on is important because you before we started the show, you had kind of you was like, you know, what's what's some of the best performances that we may or may not seen, and mm -hmm. some of the best performances I've seen have come from people who've not or not national artists. Mm -hmm. Like one of the best performances that I saw literally just came from me being out there in Seattle the other week, mm. you know, with the one vibe, Africa vibe and uh, the brother Providence, his group is amazing, bro. Like that was a phenomenal performance, you know? So it's important to hone your craft, you know, and to know that it's never too late to keep working on it, you know, big or small, you don't know what stage, if it's a person's first time seeing you or they last time seeing you. Yep. And on, on that note, bro, so as far as I'll say it's one of the best shows, I talked about John Bellion. Mm -hmm. um, not going to lie, bro, that Jadena mm -hmm. show when I was in Anaheim, mm. masterfully done. Mm. You know, the theatrics, the stage, the stage, the set design, even to the point because he had branded himself in a certain image, the audience came in the image in which he branded. Mm -hmm. Hands down, the best dress show I've ever seen. Mm. Artsy, but classy, but creative. Hands down, the best. It was fur mink vest out there. Mm. Which, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm like, hands down. And I was clean in the bitch. I ain't gonna lie. I was shocked. <laughs> Boy, I wasn't playing no game. I, 
I had them. I heard they be coming out for the dinner shows. Had, listen, it was mm-hmm. 85% women mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you fellas don't know please go to the jadena but put your t- raggedy t-shirts up and your raggedy tennis shoes mm. put some clothes on mm-hmm. but uh it was the whole show like even having dancers who came in the crowd were doing uh some like um like west african tribal dances in the crowd mm-hmm. to segue to another section of the show mm. to you know what I'm saying like it was it was a it was an experience he yeah. he made sure you got an experience mm. um just at the house of blues and didn't need a bunch of lights he did what he had to do um and you know that's more when it when it costs and things like that that, that runs your cost up you paying people mm-hmm. but it's it's worth it mm-hmm. because it, i promise you there's people who probably just got drugged to the show like no nah, this was a show i'm gonna go to it. even if i don't listen to his music i'm gonna go to his show mm-hmm. So that, and on a smaller scale, I was just in LA, and I told you I ended up just searching some stuff. The branding wasn't all that, but I looked at the like, okay, it's a drummer-led band that does like Chicago house music. Mm-hmm. Okay, me, I know drummer drummer-led bands. There's a different rhythm to the music mm-hmm. if they're the producer that I'm interested in. So I was like, let me go check this out. So I had my boy Elliot, DJ Ness, with me. And mm-hmm. I was like, we we going to the show. We went to eat. Went to a cool, literally went past Skid Row. And next thing you know, we in this random arts district in LA. Like, whoa. All right. It's people out on a Wednesday. So um, we go into this place called Resident LA. And it's this group. There's Watkins Music. Kid you not. First of all, the DJ set the scene because... I'm like, all right, who well, we got house music? So DJ going, he got on his fit like it's 1974, but he just he just looking at the crowd and he in it. Mm. He going crazy, right? <laughs> so so now I'm staring at him, staring at me, and I'm rocking with him. I'm like, yo, we going crazy. I, I know, he got you. You know what I'm saying? He was going crazy. He was going crazy. He was mixing and blending. But then the so even setting the stage for the main act is very important, which you should be complimentary of your main act. Mm-hmm. For all my young up and comers who are opening, especially you DJs, if you want a DJ style tour, do not play the major bangers that you know the main DJ is gonna play. Hmm. You want to talk about career suicide because hmm. they'll tell everybody, don't book them. They're going to try to outshine you. Hmm. Instead of you putting your own flair on stuff, they know you just trying to do be the, play the biggest stuff. Hmm. That was That's career suicide, bro. Hmm. So set the scene for the main artist. Main art acts got on there. Watkins music, bro. Kid you not. You could tell they work together. Every element. Two, two, two pianists. Lead guitar, bass guitar, the drummer, uh, lead singer, two lead singers, male and female, and an MC, a rapper. Hmm. And it made, even that, like you don't usually see two lead singers and then a, a rapper, hmm. but that it was able to have creativity in the show and the rhythm and for them to go in and out. And the 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 pause breaks was like letting the singers get they shine. You can tell which records let who get who shine, and it was an, an amazing experience. To where I was like, we got to get y'all to Omaha. We gotta we gotta work. We gotta get some stuff done. So mm-hmm. no no lights, no nothing. Small place, 
but you can still capture an audience like and everybody there was appreciative of what just they just witnessed even if they didn't like me i had no clue who they were it was all good so those are the things that we look for when we go out to these performances those though that's the feeling how am i gonna feel when i leave here mm-hmm. do i feel like i got robbed and paid some money that i'm like could have did this at home. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that just like you said, MCing is a very, very big part of it. Um, And as we go, I think that just, you know, I think about the performances that changed my life and shifted my life over the last couple of years. Uh, 2010, I was able to go um, and see um, the Blue Baron 3 tour that, Jay, that Jay-Z was on with Trey Songz and, um, and Jeezy. That that shifted everything. Um, seeing Jay Z and I, I was a fan of his music, but I wasn't the biggest fan of his music. But seeing the amount of control he had over the crowd, everybody knowing his music, the effect, just the, it's the presence alone. Some things you can't put into words. Some people' presence um, you can't quantify in words. What their actual presence means. Like some people, just by being close to him, you feel elevated like you can do more like you can do greater some people just being close to them you feel like you can do less and so like if your presence has the ability to quantify people around you that's huge and i think uh, another just uh recently last year um august i had one out to chicago mm-hmm. you know the uh, the wu-tang Nas and buster rhymes tour mm-hmm. and um you know i love Nas. Nas is one of my favorite mcs um, Wu-Tang, I just started recently getting into with the show, you know, like I wasn't no big Wu-Tang uh, head, you know, those aspects of hip hop. Buster Rhymes, man, I didn't know he was the MC that he is, man. The master ceremony, his performance, his stage presence, mm. everything. I truly, honestly feel like that show is the reason why Nas dropped his last uh, tape, that mm. King's Disease 3, and that pushed him to another level because it was a night and day difference. It wasn't even comparable to the level of skill of commanding the crowd out there. And that's no disrespect to Wu-Tang. That's no disrespect to Nas. Buster Rhymes, I could only imagine 15 years ago mm. what it would have been like to see him perform at the peak of his career. It's funny because we hear those stories, but then you get to see even, I'll say, quote unquote, past his prime. You like, well, I want to see Buster with the hair. Because that probably would have been insane. Because you know what type of energy he has. His energy, but give a shout out to his fucking, uh, to his hype man, dog. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, the synergy is there. Every time he need that pick, his hype man is there to carry him. It's like perfectly in sync. Mm-hmm. They on stage. And it's it's it goes back to not trying to outshine. And, in, and not out trying to outshine, you still shine. Like, it, it's so beautiful, bro. So, like, to see his hype man, to see their relationship, to see how they work in tandem on the stage, bro, That that's probably some of the best MC and their stage presence that I've seen combined, man. Buster Rhymes. Yes, sir. Yeah, he that dude. I have not gotten to witness him. It's a couple of shows I gotta. I ain't gonna say I have to. Hopefully, I didn't miss the boat, but mm-hmm. we're gonna see. You know, gotta get to a kick K dot to Kendrick because I want to see the theatrics. I hear it. I just gotta see an experience for myself. Um, Buster's on that list. I want to see Coast Contra later mm. when they the headline and they mm. do they because I feel like it's gonna be something. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got to experience so many already, so it's like I done seen all these. I done seen Big Crit, and mm-hmm. Rhapsody, and all of that. So, uh, I think why if Wale ever drop a go go tape, hmm. then I want to go because I think it's gonna be just pure jam live. 
jam session. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just like it is in these, it's just gonna be one of them. Like it's just a vibe. We didn't gonna go, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, man. I it is vitally for longevity in this game. Mm-hmm. And now you got a sense of why people like Buster have lasted. Mm-hmm. Um, even without dropping music, they can be like, no, I'm going to the show mm-hmm. because the performance matters. The performance is kind of where it's at. Um, and I don't think we will ever be at a point where the performance part of your music would trump anything else. Even as AI comes, even as we move digitally with performances, I don't, you still gonna have to bring something. Mm-hmm. Cause now they're gonna be like, well, you got more tools to be creative. Mm-hmm. People gonna look for more. You ain't gonna be able to just do that. So you gotta figure it out. Um, but that live performance, um, whether it's with live instrumentation or a DJ or digital, you can still feel it when the energy's there and the people are doing what they, you know, really there for the folks, for the experience. So that part. And just keep that in mind, man. You know, as we wrap up, one of my don'ts, man, that I just got to leave artists with, especially up and coming. I know a lot of us is coming from a different environment, but y'all got to please, 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 when it comes to y'all engineers, have them bounce y'all down the performance version of y'all tracks, man. man. It is nothing tackier than listening to y'all perform over y'all own lyrics in the background. Like, we come for that performance aspect. So if I could leave y'all with anything as we wrap up, is just make sure y'all hit up y'all engineers and ask for that performance version of y'all tracks. Mm-hmm. Get an acapella version of y'all tracks. I mean, I know things is starting to go different now. We got, you know, Serato got the STEM packages and stuff like So it's going to be easier. But just as artists, you know, it's the experience as a listener and as a, a, a connoisseur of music is horrible when you're rapping over your own music. Yeah. Um, that was the main point why we wanted to have this discussion today. Don't do it. And if you can't, if you don't have those tracks, then go get a real DJ and have them. Y'all need to practice with Serato getting in and out of your tracks with your vocals because you can do that on the fly now. Mm. And as a matter of fact, you can record it on your own and do it. Mm. So um, not, you're not going to, very few artists sound like their studio version. So you can't have the studio version belting over your actual lyrics to where we can't hear you anymore. Mm-hmm. That is the number, that might be the biggest turnoff in the history of, because now you're not performing, you're just on stage and we're listening to your tape. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could have did this at home. Mm-hmm. So please get the performance tracks. If not, get you a real DJ who will get in and out of your tracks using like the Serato stem. So it allows people to experience you, not just your music. Mm-hmm. Again, this is about experiencing the artists. It's the only reason we come. We can still listen to your music on stream. We come to experience you because we support your music. So, mm-hmm. with man, great ending point. No more no-nos. Let's get better. Go get your money. Go get your audience. Go capture the hearts and the minds of the people because that's how you stay in this game. Mm-hmm. That's how you stay in any game, capturing the, the hearts and the minds of the people, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shit. Yeah. With that, without further ado. Man, y'all already man. know what time it is, yeah. man. Y'all make sure y'all hitting that like, subscribe, you know, comment if it's something on here that y'all find. If y'all made it to this point of the uh, of the theme, man, make sure y'all drop that Streets A&R in the chat. We looking forward to that Streets A&R of the chat, man. Yeah, you know? man. Make sure y'all like, subscribe, share, follow. Listen, watch, all of it, man. It's streets. You know, you can find us everywhere but Apple. 
It's Streets A A N D R on social media, but it's Streets A the and sign R. Type that in whether you're on Spotify, Google, Audible, whatever you own, YouTube. If we pop right up, so we appreciate the support so far, man. We're gonna continue to grow this and uh, grow this this kind of arts and culture. Um, it's business. It's it's growth. Uh, we're gonna continue to tell you what we see, mm-hmm. you know, as the people who are kind of the A and R from a distance, you know. Mm-hmm. So we want everybody to succeed or not, <laughs> but we want you to have the chance. So do what's really best, you know. <laughs> do what's really best for your career. So this is what we see. We just want y'all to keep growing, man. We appreciate y'all. Shit. Until next time, man, it's your host, Giddy Jicky with it. It's your other host, Johnny No Good. We out of here. Peace. Peace. The beats. The flow. The rhythm. All movements start from the streets. Street saying our podcast.